Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. to the Hushville Black Forum. It's Saturday, September 19th. Yeah? Wow, this year is just about over. I guess fall, fall coming when, the 21st, Monday's first day of fall? Wow. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum, y'all. Yeah? Our model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. Now in the session, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Yeah? You got me Hushville hosting this uh thing this evening, driving this train, if you will, as always. And we've got a great show for you <clears throat> this evening. As always, we always have a good show out here. You know, <laughs> what we do, we advocate advocate for justice, social justice for America's African descent. Not because we don't love everybody. Now, we're going to let you know that. We do love everybody. We just advocate for uh, that community by extension. Uh, we're part of that uh, community. And Lord knows, we know we need all the advocacy we can get. So, welcome to the show. We uh, got a number of things we want to get to this evening. What did Tech do, y'all? Tech and Notre Dame. They was, I don't know, pretty close game. But Tech looks like they was throwing the game away up in uh, South Bend. I'm a Tech fan, y'all. Uh, so ATL, we come to you live in a different color from the ATL, y'all. You know, anything close to Atlanta, I'm rooting for. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a big uh, tech fan. But uh, it looked like they, uh, they may have their hands full with uh, the Fighting Irish today. They came with them all pretty nice and good, but. You can't win them all. What y'all think about the uh, so-called debate? They need to change the name up. That was not a debate. That was not a debate. I, I, you know, my definition of a debate is when, you know, uh, relevant subject matter is presented to uh, participants. And uh, they uh, debate those uh, relevant issues, but I haven't heard. The uh, only thing I heard uh, Wednesday night was uh, the moderators uh, quizzing uh, the participants about uh, what one may have said about the other. And that went on for just about the three hours, the whole three hours. Uh, Donald Trump and Carla Fiorina and Jeb Bush and it was going back and forth about what somebody one of them said about the other and uh, uh, that that's not a debate in my mind. I, I've been looking at debates for I don't know the last fifty years or so. That was not a debate in my mind. I don't know what that was. I didn't hear not one question from the moderators about uh, what any of the presidential candidates would do to uh, improve the economy. 
kind of taking the loan on its own, but what would they do to improve the economy? What would they do about uh, the situation in the, uh, the Middle East? What would they do? I, I didn't hear that question. What would they do about uh, the immigration thing that they all talking about that's so relevant? What would they do? What's their plan uh, about it? I didn't, I didn't hear those questions or uh, uh, debates on uh, things that, that are really relevant to uh, the American people. How would they improve uh, the lot of the American people? I didn't hear. I didn't hear that one single uh, question raised on what these uh, sixteen or seventeen candidates would do uh, if they became president to uh, better uh, my my uh, life here as a citizen. I didn't get that. I got a bunch of back and forth about uh, what Carla. What Donald Trump said about somebody, and somebody responded. Uh, that's all I got for the whole three hours. Now I watched. I still got it on tape, and I still, I, you know, somebody want to point something out to me. I, you know, maybe I missed something. But that's not a debate. That's not even a good uh, a set of questions. I mean, if they need they need a moderator, somebody that can ask uh, the candidates questions. I, I, hey, the spoke. Hey, I've I got some questions for him. Relevant questions to uh, uh, the job of, uh, of the president. I've got some questions for him. But somehow the moderators, they get uh, before these candidates, and the first thing they do is uh, what Donald Trump said about somebody else that's going to help me. I don't know. I, you know, for the life of me, I can't understand how that's relevant uh, to uh, uh, the job of president. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Democratic uh, debate, and hopefully we'll get some, uh, and I'm sure we will, get some relevant questions pertaining to uh, the job of the president. And what uh, uh, their uh, ideas on uh, how uh, each of them will uh, will uh, uh, operate in that job? What will they do for uh, the economy, for integrate, for uh, immigration, for the uh, economic disparity that we have here, for uh, the uh, malaise that the uh, the country seems to be uh, uh, in? What are they going to do? You know, if they get to be commander-in-chief, how are they going to handle the military? Donald Trump was somewhere making a speech on this retired uh, old Navy battleship, the USS Iowa, I believe, somewhere in California there for this, what he claimed was a veterans group with hundreds of thousands of members. Come to find out this so-called veterans group. I'm a veteran. I'm a disabled veteran, do you? Somehow this veterans group that he was out there raising money for or whatever had one member, (laughs) y'all. This so-called veterans group have all of one member. Now, (laughs) 
And this guy's running for president. And somebody got a hook to his uh, campaign, and they talk about they didn't know anything about the group. Well, how you got that raising money for this guy, this group, who supposedly you thought or strained that who had, that the group had hundreds of thousands of members, and you didn't know uh, that not only had the IRS revoked their uh, nonprofit status, but they only had one member, and they filed income tax in three years. They filed no uh, papers for nothing in three years, and you. <laughs> you, Mr. Donald Trump, is out there speaking in front of this fictitious uh, uh, group uh, that you don't know anything about. You know, some, something is uh, that that whole field, that whole whole group of folks claiming to be ready to assume the office of president of this country is nothing short of scary. <laughs> it's nothing short of scary, y'all. And then the moderators are no better. I'm not letting them off the hook. The moderators, both at CNN and Fox, are no better uh, than the candidates because they were the ones in charge of, uh, of asking the questions to them setting the uh, 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 the debate that they failed to do that. The moderators are just as responsible for a nothing uh, uh, of a debate as uh, the uh, pretenders who was up there on that stage talking about they want to be president. Uh, and what makes you think you're qualified to be president? They didn't even get that question. <laughs> didn't nobody even ask them why do they think they why do they think they're qualified to be president? Didn't nobody even ask them that? <laughs> it's it's nothing. It's almost unbelievable, y'all. The time we live in here, it's scary. And one of these two, uh, one of those sixteen. Uh, Characters uh, uh, have a slight chance. I, I don't give them a, much of a chance, but they have a slight chance. One of them, uh, I guess, is going to wind up being the Republican nominee. One of them is going to wind up being the Republican nominee, I guess. And that's that in itself is scary. But Lord, heaven be it that uh, somebody got to be president. That would be scary. That would really be scary. And then they they still filling questions. Uh, Donald Trump is still filling questions or uh, uh, not filling questions about whether the president is an American <laughs> or whether he's a Muslim or a Christian. Or, well, I mean, president is not running for anything. Barack Obama is not running for anything. He, like I said, he won both his elections. He's not running for anything. You really, you, <laughs> you. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, this is this is really well. We know we know what the deal is. Huh? We know what the deal is. Huh? <laughs> they want to make the election about Barack Obama. Barack Obama is not looking for anything. With regards. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Well, something's got to give here in about what? 12 more months? What was that? What was that ball there? And the world was that ball that it wasn't a strike, yeah. Sure seemed like a strike to me. I'm looking at uh I'm I'm following the uh, monitor here, y'all. Uh, I say, y'all, um, I shot a 42 on the back nine, yeah. Anybody know anything about golf? <laughs> I shot a 42 down. Well, that don't uh, qualify me to uh, challenge uh, Tiger. Well, I don't know about Tiger. I might be able to challenge, challenge Tiger the way he's playing right now with that 42, but. 42 on the back nine for the Ushmo. Uh, uh, pretty good round. That was a pretty good round. This is the first time I've been on the golf course in, I don't know what, eight weeks. I had some kind of uh, messed up my, sh- my shoulder there. Broke my left shoulder here. So I... Uh, I've been away from the game for a while, yeah. I uh, got that all taken care of now. I'm just getting it back in shape here. I'm just getting it back in shape, yeah. So we got back out there on that. Uh, we got back out there on that. Uh, we got back out there on that. Uh, Lynch course and uh, tuck it to them, boys. Tuck it to them, y'all. Ball nowhere near here. Keep running all up this thing. It was a little closer than I thought. You're supposed to hang in there every year in that better ball. You can't be jumping all over the place running away from the ball. 
I used to play a little ball yeah, when I was young, a youngster. I used to play a little baseball. Not much. I was a football and basketball man. Well, no. <laughs> uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I used to get it done on the, on the court in the red iron. That was in my younger days. I was way back when. Oh, oh, that ball! Uh, that was way back when, y'all. Yeah. I still probably could. Uh, <laughs> hey, be that guy trying to <laughs> trying to get me to commit to something here, y'all. Yeah. Hey, I still get it done if I, you know, you know, with my age group now. But yeah, with my age group, I play with any, anybody my age. I'm a disabled veteran, though, yeah. So I, you know, I'm, I got some limitations, and I still get out there and compete. <laughs> I still get out there and compete. Somebody's gonna give me eight points of the game and ten. <laughs> Somebody wants to get a hush ball eight points in the game of ten. <laughs> uh, I think they was just kidding, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think they were just the Pope the Pope's landed in Cuba. Uh, he's got a big reception. He'll be here Tuesday, I believe, in in the states. First time Pope Francis. Somebody, I seen well, some somebody accused the Pope of being Obamaized, whatever that is. He, the Pope is Obamaized. Well, uh, oh yeah, you got a lot of folks don't like this Pope. <laughs> For some reason, that's great. I think the guy's pretty, you know, decent uh, person myself. So, you know, no matter what you do, uh, there's going to be somebody out there who don't like it. I don't care what, what it is. There's going to be somebody out there who don't like it. That ball better be foul, y'all. That ball better be foul. Wow, I hit that ball a long way. That's a good thing it was, foul. I got to do some homework, too, y'all. I got to keep up with this algebra and take it. I can't let it. I can't get behind on it. Mm-mm. I can't get behind on that stuff. I have to look at it every day because my man, you know, it's not bad. Algebra's not bad. It's one of those things, though. I've been away from that game so long, and uh, I have to keep up with it every day. Because if I don't, so
you know, and then right now, see, we're dealing with uh, land and the likes, uh, grass. They got me grafting the stuff. I you know, I really got to get it deeper with that stuff. I'd be lost. You know? I'd be completely lost. But I, I got a pretty good uh, understanding of what's going on right now. But I got to look at it every day to keep it fresh in my mind because it's not, I don't have a, uh, a learning <laughs> deficiency. <laughs> my... <laughs> Excuse me, my, the hospital don't have no learning deficiency, y'all. I'll let you know that right now. My my problem is uh is uh, retaining stuff. I at my age, I you know I I I I, I have a problem retaining this stuff. I ain't got no problem. I ain't got no problem uh, learning it. That second knowledge like a sponge. Just trying to retain that stuff is a different animal. That's a different animal, you know. Trying trying to retain it. So, uh, yeah. I'm enjoying myself, though. Yeah, really. I uh, I think I I have a pretty good idea what's going on. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if it's x squared plus x squared to 16, we know the center is zero, zero. <laughs> y'all, y'all know that? Y'all hear that? I'm my own boy. Oh, that's, uh, I'm going to get The Cardinals trying to, they trying to fold at the end of the year. They've been leading the National League over in the East. They have a real bad. They're in a real bad place right now. Ooh, I get that bed off your shoulders, son. Equation of a circle. Do I have that in my? Do I have that wrote down on my? You know, one one thing I like about my instructor, uh, she allows you to uh, to uh, to have your uh, equations. You can. Uh, Keep your equations in front of you. And those equations, let me tell you, those equations, uh, <laughs> you you won't you won't have those equations uh, in front of you when you're taking the test. They make all the difference in the in the world, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, they make all the difference in the world. You got, and that's that, and that's the key. Uh, that's the key to algebra is understanding the uh, the equation. Is to keep those equations in your mind. If you do that, you can uh, figure that stuff out, and it's absolute. 
you know, yeah, math is absolute for the most part. Now you get you get you get some you get into you can get into some crazy stuff here. <laughs> oh yeah, you can get into some crazy stuff with math where it's not absolute. You think it's absolute in something else. But uh yeah. <laughs> it, it you know, I say it's absolute, but it ain't always absolute. You got some crazy stuff, imaginary numbers and all that craziness. But, uh, yeah, once you get the formulas down, you can kind of work that stuff out. But uh, I've got quite a bit of uh, I've got quite a bit of uh, uh Work to do this weekend. I got one of my next. Oh, now I got homework to do. See, the thing about it nowadays, you know, like I said, I ain't been to school in 50 years, 40 something years. So now everything is done on the computer. Everything's on the computer online. All your home, all my homework is online. And you think that would be kind of easy, but no, <laughs> not necessarily. You still have to put in work to us. Uh, so right now I've got. I've got two assignments due, like, uh, I think, to midnight tomorrow. Uh, I've got to have two assignments done. And, yeah, you know, I can do it. i got, that ain't no real big deal. It's just time consuming, old time consuming. I ain't got nothing but time. Hell, I'm retired. <laughs> you think I would have nothing but time, but I do got a lot of obligations here. But, uh, <laughs> uh I got uh, I got to get this stuff done before uh, twelve o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, enough about my uh, exploits in uh, Ellsbury, y'all. Russia sending troops to uh, Syria, sending planes to Syria. Uh, that thing, that thing might get real ugly over there before it gets better. I'm thinking that thing's got a chance to get real ugly before it gets better.
Wow. We, uh, my Bernie Sanders, the socialist, uh, is moving up in the polls. Now, that guy had more to say, uh, more relevant stuff to say about, uh, <laughs> about, uh, the issues while the Republicans up there talking about each other than the 16 candidates on that stage that night. Did anybody, Y'all, anybody really paying attention to the politics? Bernie Sanders had more to say Wednesday night about issues that's relevant to the American people than the 16 candidates. He wasn't even, you know, he was just tweeting stuff out. <laughs> he had more to say, more stuff uh, of relevancy to say uh, than the 16 characters. Well, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls here and see who this is. Hello? Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back up. Welcome back to the Hushmo platform. We had a phone call coming in. I don't know. It seems as though every time the Hushmo get on on the air, all these crazy phones start ringing. And I have to try to. You know, I'm driving this train by myself you now. Yeah, I'm doing the job of four of four people out here by my little old stuff. That takes four people to run, run a train. Y'all didn't know that. Have I told that story? An engineer, a conductor, a brakeman, and a flag. Before that train, before this train can move. Before this train, bound on number nine. Yeah, y'all didn't know. Y'all didn't know we had a train out here. The westbound number nine. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's our uh, that's our train. The westbound number nine. Yeah. Yeah, Hey, y'all thought the headquarters was kidding? Hey, when you hear that westbound number nine sound this morning, y'all watch out. Y'all watch out because y'all know uh, some stuff is about to come down the line. You need to run for cover. When you hear the westbound number nine come down, a sound is on. You need to run for cover. Yeah. Some stuff is really coming down. That you... But yeah, we we drive this we drive this thing all by ourselves. You know, everything is automated these days. It ain't like the old days. We multitask out here on the Hushville platform. We multitask, yeah. history, the history in this country. Uh, 
I have I did quite a bit of uh, research into it. I've lived quite a bit of it. Oh yeah, I was born on the separate equal, yeah. And there's something uh, to be said for that. It, you, it gives you a uh, a different perspective on the uh, plight, if you will, of uh, Americans of African descent. Uh, if you have, if you uh, lived under uh, separate equal, I was born in Georgia in 1945 under separate equal without 14th Amendment protections. That's what that separate equal was about, yeah. The separate equal thing was about uh, Americans. Uh, uh, not having a 14th Amendment protection. And uh, that, that, that uh, period uh, after the Civil War, uh, that separate equal thing lasted 90 years or more. Well, it lasted up to 1954. Officially, but it took, you know, the civil rights marches of the 50s and 60s, uh, you know, uh, to get uh, to get rid of the, the separate equal. After Brown had uh, set aside all of uh, the separate equal laws that had been codified by Plessy. Uh, I contend today that uh, American Americans and I do, uh, especially those born prior to 1954, are due reparations uh, because of the separate equal, because of because of uh, their 14th Amendment uh, rights uh, were violated, causing uh, serious uh, economic uh, damage. Uh, to that group of Americans. And uh, the effects of it is uh, still uh, lingering uh, in our community today. That's what that uh, academic inequality is about today, uh, to a great extent. Uh, it has to do with uh, the injuries suffered uh, under the separate equal laws of the country that deprived uh, equal access to uh, education, to uh, equal employment, to a whole host of uh, a whole host of uh, social mechanisms that would have uh, improved uh, our lives for some hundred years after that civil war was over. Uh, real estate, uh, uh, the gerrymandering of congressional districts occurred on the separate voting rights was uh, uh, restricted. Uh, political access was uh, affected. 
just just all kinds of uh, uh, vehicles that uh, would have been uh, mm, uh, that would have allowed for uh, us to assimilate into the society uh, on a more equal footing after the Civil War, after some 600,000 people had died in the, the abolishment of slavery, uh, the emancipation of the slaves of my people, uh, if that it weren't for the separate equal laws, uh, we'd be a lot further along today in terms of it, uh, economic equality. Uh, In the only way that I see uh, where we can close that gap is uh, through reparations. Yeah, the government paying uh, millions of uh, American veterans in reparations for the for the injuries caused by the laws of the country. Yeah, that's you know, there's nothing dirty or there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing uh, 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 crazy or uh, about uh, that notion, uh, as far as I can see. I mean, yeah. it's just like, uh, well, one one of the uh, Getting back to uh, this African American studies uh, thing, uh, we uh, we uh, one of the we got two books for the subject. Well, you know. Two required uh, textbooks. One of them is uh, The Black Bourgeois by E. Franklin Frazier that uh, looked like it was first published in uh, 
The book was first published, I guess, in 1955 in France. I, I don't know why. I still, you know, I'm just getting into it. I've, I've heard, well, I'm familiar with so-called black bourgeois and the like, but uh, the book, I'm just picking it up. I mean, like I said, it's been out for uh, you know, since 1957, some 60 years almost. And uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, I'm, well, yeah, obviously, uh, a lot of folks uh, wasn't enthused about the book, and a lot of folks was not, you know, and that came down on both sides, black and white. Uh, some blacks didn't like it, uh, some did, you know, <laughs> so I'm just getting into it, trying to. We've got a couple of assignments out of it, and I briefly introduced it to my peers today. Uh, of course, they were, all of them got got their own opinion about the black bourgeois and the likes. And uh, so, uh, I don't know. Back on the uh, uh, I'll be uh, reporting back to my audience on, on it as I get into it and do a couple of papers on it. I'll, I'll have more to say about it. My, you know, my general understanding of uh, the black bourgeois and how uh, that uh, segment of our community came about. Uh, 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 is that uh, the uh, uh, for the most part uh, came out of the uh, the uh, the free uh, free blacks uh, the blacks who were uh, free here in the south uh, prior to the Civil War. and from uh, the so-called house uh, Negroes, those who worked inside of the uh, the slave on the phone, evolved into a certain percentage of them, not all of them, but a certain percentage of them evolved into this uh, middle black class uh, over time. Then became this uh, this bourgeois class, this uh, class of uh, our community who uh, did assimilate to a certain extent into uh, white society, or at least adopted. Uh, the book here says something about adopted their uh, 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 moreover their outlook on life and their values were the same as the white models. Uh, so I, what values, what, just what these values were, I'm still, uh, I'm still trying to get my, uh, my, and my thought, my thought process around. I'm still,
still trying to evaluate just what the the values uh, were. Says uh, their values were the same as the white models. They occupied the position of an intermediate caste in some parts of the South, especially in New Orleans. As a group, the free Negroes of the South were much better off economically than the free Negroes of the North, who had not been able to compete with the European immigrants. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm still, uh, I, I still got to do a little, a little, uh, how shall I say it? A, a little, uh, piecing together and formulating exactly, uh, what values and <laughs> what these values were that uh, this black bourgeois class uh, uh, adopted. Uh, yeah, so we, we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing a couple of papers on this thing here, and I'll have. Well, so I get a little more time to uh, dig into it a little deeper. I'll uh, come back and with my own, with my own understanding of it and my own perspective uh, on uh, the subject um, of the black bourgeois, what I think about it, what I know about it. Let's see if they mention that. 
the Republican Party as as free men, and uh, and that's what happened. They uh, was loyal to the Republican Party up until um, the Depression. I mean, you're talking about 1930s, and uh, some, you know, uh, 35, 60, 70 years after the Civil War. And all kinds of craziness that went on uh, during that time uh, with the separate equal, uh, taking away uh, 14th Amendment rights, denying uh, uh, the ex-slaves to assimilate into white society. They uh, was, uh, um, you know, getting less and less there was, they became less and less enchanted with uh, the Republican Party. So, you know, naturally when uh, the Depression hit, uh, the bottom just fell out of the economy. And of course, uh, already on, at the bottom of the totem pole, they uh, uh, started to gravitate toward uh, the Democrats and the FDR. FDR, uh, New Deal, uh, gave blacks for the first time access to federal uh, jobs with the WPA. And, and, you know, that that, uh, period in our history uh, was a turning point. uh, That was the ways that Pride uh, blacks away from the Republican Party. Yeah. The Depression. The Great Depression of the late 1920s, huh? 30s. Uh, FDR. Had a lot to do with uh, attracting uh, blacks to the Democratic Party because that guy. Uh, Put in the big federal programs uh, like the WCA, like in fact Social Security. Uh, so uh, things started to happen uh, economically. Uh, a lot of black, you know, they was at the bottom. So if you're at the bottom, you can't, you know, they didn't have anywhere else. To, my people didn't have anywhere else to go, but uh, they was at rock bottom. Uh, uh, at that time, when the depression hit, they were at rock bottom. They didn't have nowhere else to go but that. So naturally, uh, when FDR came along with uh, as as uh, meager as it was, it was more than uh, what they had was more than what they had. Yeah, I mean. So, uh, starting to, starting with FDR, all up till, you know, Brown overturned Plessy. So they were steady gaining uh, uh, ground, uh, if you will. Uh, World 
War II came <laughs> along that uh, a lot of blacks went to that war, fought, died, class citizen, but with some slight improvement in social status. And then come 1948, uh, Harry Truman integrated the uh, military. 1948, Harry Truman integrated the military with an executive order. That one act had a profound effect on American society. Had a profound effect. Uh, People don't realize uh, how great an effect it had, how enormous of an effect it had on uh, regular uh, society. Because what had happened, what happened after that, was uh, the Korean War started around 1950-51, and blacks was for the first time integrated into uh, the military. They fought right alongside. Uh, white soldiers uh, in that war. So when that thing was over in 1953, and uh, they the black soldiers came coming back to this country, a lot of things uh, changed because uh, they had actually been integrated into the military, and for the first time they had lived, fought, and died side by side with. Uh, other white soldiers, and that had a profound effect on social life in America, believe it or not. That was one of the impetus that uh, created a, a, a atmosphere that allowed for um, Thurgood Marshall and his legal team with the NAACP to uh, finally uh, um, overturn that uh, Plessy thing. That was one of the uh, determining factors, or it had a bearing, a tremendous bearing on uh, social uh, uh, acceptance of uh, blacks, believe it or not. <clears throat> that eased the way for uh, that monumental uh, uh, decision. And people, please. Brown had more uh, uh, didn't Brown had a tremendous effect on uh, uh, society uh, way more than just school integration. Brown was not just about school integration. Y'all, please get that notion out of your head that all Brown versus Board of Education was about was integrating some schools. It was much, much more. It was much, much more now. People like everything else in this country, it's all everything is is is, is so it's so hard to uh, make sense of uh, in terms of uh, race relations and uh, you know uh, things that should be uh, uh, straight out black and white are often. Uh, color coded with all kinds of abstract uh, uh, <laughs> ideas and craziness, that uh, uh, to the point where you can't really uh, see clearly uh, what's going on. But uh, yeah, Brown was Brown set aside all of uh, the 
separate equal laws that was codified by uh, Plessy. I'd like to make that statement in my writings. Uh, read my book, Racism and Hate of American uh, Reality. It's in there. It's in there. I make the argument that Brown uh, set aside all uh, the uh, laws codified by Plessy. And that's exactly what it did. Uh, people don't like to, people try to uh, suggest that somehow uh, Brown was this narrowly defined uh, uh, ruling that only pertained to school integration. No, not true. Couldn't have been true. There was no way for it to be true uh, because uh, it got tied to plastic. And Plessy was not narrowly defined. Plessy took away all of Fourteenth uh, Amendment protections for all uh, Americans of African descent, not for a few. And Homer uh, uh, Plessy had nothing to do with uh, school integration. Homer Plessy didn't care nothing about integrating schools. Homer Plessy went to court uh, in uh, uh, eighteen uh, ninety-two. The case was finally. Uh, decided in 1896, but he went to court uh, to uh, 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 complaining about uh, his 14th Amendment rights and his rights to equal uh, protection under that uh, 14th Amendment to uh, equal access to uh, white society. That's what white society, I just, now he's trying to inter- integrate a, a darn public desk, uh, a train gist of it is that uh, he was seeking uh, equal access, equal access to, uh, under uh, the laws of this country. The Supreme Court in 1896 denied that equal equal protection to American African descent, and it didn't just have an effect on, it didn't just affect whether or not Homer Plessy could uh, integrate the white trains and it in effect uh, took American Zachary sent out of a white society in a whole range of uh, 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 categories, including education, including the workplace, including all kinds of public facilities, including uh, the acquisition of real estate, uh, the ac- uh, the access to voting rights, uh, just a whole whole gamut of uh, 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 social uh, 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 vehicles was denied. American African said because of Plessy, because of that ruling in Plessy. Plessy said, in effect, that America's African descent was not guaranteed equal protection in social, uh, 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 in white social society. And that, that the 14th Amendment somehow uh, meant different things in a legal sense uh, in front of a legal court that did not apply to uh, America's African descent. And, society. So that thing got really crazy uh, and it allowed for uh, black 
rights to be discriminated against in the workplace and uh, education and real estate and uh, voting rights and all this other craziness. All this other craziness was upheld. All of those crazy stuff, but evil Jim Crow laws was upheld as a result of uh, as a result of Plessy. Uh, I think it's just crazy what happened there. And people uh, somehow thought that uh, when the court ruled in 1954 that they would be able to uh, somehow uh, set aside Plessy without uh, uh, re, uh, uh, establishing uh, 14th Amendment protections, the same ones that had been taken away by Plessy, somehow Brown, uh, uh, which was uh, readily uh, accredited with setting aside Plessy, but Brown was somehow narrowly defined just to uh, protect our, our, our 14th Amendment rights uh, and, uh, as far as it pertains to uh, integrating some schools. It was crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, we're going to get more into that as, uh, we go. We're going to take another quick pause for the calls right here now. It's about, uh, quarter after eight, y'all. Uh, how time flies when you're having fun. Y'all hanging out. Uh, got me in hush, but we'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us, Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., right here in cyberspace.
LSU thumped them. Wow.
but even today, today now, we still has got a lot of work to do in terms of race relations. That thing is still crazy. Uh, it's still crazy here in the country in 2015. It is still crazy. It is still a lot of racism, a lot of craziness that exists in the country today. Now, no doubt things have gotten better. Uh, but that's still a lot of craziness, a lot of crazy attitudes, uh, and all, uh, all uh, 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 made all the more uh, evident by uh, this uh, president of African descent that we have, Barack Obama. Uh, a lot of craziness. Uh, a lot of people don't uh, just can't conceive of how it could be that a black could. Uh, whole office of president. A lot of people just can't conceive of it. A lot of blacks can't conceive of it. Not all white, but a lot, a lot of uh, people here, yeah. Uh, as Herman Cain, as uh, Ben Carson, uh, you know, I don't know those people are probably pretty decent people. And, uh, you know, this show, we don't we try to we try not to uh, jump on or criticize uh, our leaders too too much. Just to think everybody's got a uh, a useful purpose, and everybody's got a useful purpose. Both of those two went on to 
acclaimed uh, legal careers. Well, of course, you all know Thurgood Marshall went on to become a civil rights leader. Uh, and they uh, uh, went on to, but him and Oliver Hill both worked on overthrowing Plessy. In fact, the assignment for that 1933 law class at Howard University was to devise, was to work on a project as a school project to work on a plan to overthrow plastic. How uh, uh, was the whole goal? What about uh, school? Wasn't so much about one particular uh, uh, thing or another. Now they chose to, in this plan that they devised, to get rid of plastic through. Uh, concentrating on uh, higher education. They theorized at the time, and correctly so, that it would be harder for uh, governments to rush in and set up some kind of equal, so-called equal facility in higher uh, education or postgraduate uh, uh, education, such as law schools and medical schools, uh, than it would be for just regular uh, colleges. And they uh, went after those schools. And sure enough, over time, they, after numerous lawsuits over some 20-year period, uh, they uh, got to uh, the Brown versus Board of Education case. Uh, and uh, that thing uh, uh, provided the impetus needed to uh, set aside uh, plastic. To set aside plastic. And all of the separate equal laws that uh, had codified could separate them out. Because, you know, uh, if. <laughs> if Too many cases, civil cases, had used Plessy as the precedent to uh, to provide the so-called separation of races uh, out of social life, and uh, so, <laughs> so you know this craziness about uh, uh, somehow Brown was some narrowly defined case geared solely to. Uh, Integrated schools is a misnomer. <laughs> and we, we let that chance slip by. When I say we, uh, the legal team, Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, we uh, we've got to, and I try to make that argument. I try to educate uh, my readers, the public, to the fact that Brown was much broader. Brown was not some narrowly defined uh, case. It couldn't have been. If you're going to tie those two cases together, they can't be tied together uh, unless uh, Brown has to be uh, 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 much broader than uh, this narrow uh, this narrow uh, uh, narrowly defined uh, uh, case of uh, some school desegregation. It's crazy. Plessy was not about Plessy was about 14th Amendment protection or violation or lack thereof. That's what Plessy was about. That's what Brown was about. Because nothing was equal under that scenario. successfully arguing and debating and demanding that that thing can be uh, called what it is. Narrowly defined by whose uh, interpretation? Narrowly defined. directly to uh, um, 
our abilities to uh, to uh, make inroads economically. You know, anything else is crazy. Anything short of demanding uh, reparations uh, in retrospect, it's, it's crazy. Just you know, uh, you, looking back at those at at that case in 1954. Now it seems so obviously obvious to me that anything short of demanding petitioning that court right then for reparations. Boy, if I, if I knew what I know now, if we knew what we know now, uh, there's no way that uh, we would not have petitioned that court right then for reparations, financial reparations, on a large scale uh, after we won that case. After we won that case, uh, there's no way not to petition the court. There's no reason not to petition the court. Uh, the masses, I mean. got to keep plugging along, you know. We got to keep plugging along, keeping our eye on the ball, or eye on the prize as it is. Because right now it's getting away. Right now it's getting away. We've got, we have totally given up on, uh, it seems to me, demanding reparations. Every time somebody mentions reparations, uh, somehow uh, somebody come up and tell you that, uh, What's that? And it's impossible. And why are we wasted our time? And I'm not wasting our time. I ain't got nothing but time. I'm going to demand it and talk about it and keep it in the public uh, conscious as much as I can, as long as I can. Uh, I'm going to uh, jump up and down and kick and scream about it as much as I can. I don't know how far it's gonna get me. But I'm certainly not gonna I'm not gonna give up. Because somebody thinks that I shouldn't be demanding it. I'm not gonna give up because somebody thinks that I should. Yeah, no, I don't you know, that's not me. That is not my persona. At all. But, uh, we.
we uh, coming up on uh, 10 minutes to 9, yeah. Boy, this night is going by. We've been all over the place here, really uh, into this uh, economic inequality. Um, mainly because of its classes. Introduction to African American studies uh, that uh, we have, and it's the black bourgeois, one of the texts, and it talks about all that stuff. This book was written in 1957, and and then, like I said, when this book was written, E. Franklin Frazier, uh, we the masses of black steel at that time didn't uh, quite understand uh, what uh, the full implications of what had happened. Uh, when Brown uh, set aside the separate equal laws that uh, had been codified by uh, Plessis, they didn't fool it. The masses of blacks, Americans of African descent at that time in 1955, when this book was really uh, finished, didn't didn't really understand uh, exactly what had happened in the you know the uh, legal ease of uh, uh, petitioning courts and stuff for reparations, financial reparations for uh, 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 damage that uh, could have been done by the separate equal laws. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't appreciate, uh, uh, from an intellectual standpoint, uh, all of the ramifications of uh, what, uh, what had happened uh, in uh, Brown. Uh, now then, we still don't. A lot of us, we still just can't come to grips with how it is that. Uh, and and it, my the favorite question uh, we I get from the so-called intellectual blacks today is, uh, well, who gonna pay for it? Who gonna pay reparations? Oh, you gonna use your own money? If you, no, the government's gonna pay for it. That's who bill uh, the Wall Street. I don't know who paid for that? The eight hundred billion dollars that they spent on Wall Street. Money was that? We gonna use that same money to uh, uh, to pay for it? You know, so, the dumb, you know, that's,
thought that ball was foul too, boy. But you got to run, so you can't stand around and look at the ball. Got a shit going up in my backyard, y'all, on the patio. Put up in my, putting up in my yard here. I don't know. It's a slow process, but the thing is coming right along. Looks like it's gonna be a pretty nice project. I got to still got to paint the thing uh, and kind of weatherproof it a little bit. Georgia Tech beat their self look like. Georgia Tech beat their self. Fighting Irish, I guess. Fighting Irish would make the difference. All he was out there on the field playing. Somebody that the other team beat this up when it was two teams playing. I can understand that. I just, you know, like Coleman, I think that boy's gonna, gonna have a 
at least one 200-yard game this year. That's my prediction. One of the better-looking young running backs I've seen coming to the league in a long, long time. Yeah, he... Not sure where he's from. I gotta, I gotta check his his bio out. The guy really looks like he understands uh, uh, that running back position. He looked like a uh, a real disciplined runner who can really turn it on if he ever got in that over. I'm, I'm just waiting to see. The afterburners when he uh, make it through that make it through that line of scrimmage with a little space. I think this guy is going to run away and hide from some folks. I think he's got the ability to run away and hide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy's. Uh, I think he's going to be something something really special. Mm. I think he's going to run away and hide from some folks. That's just about going to do it. That's just about going to do it for the Hushmo Black Forum this evening. We'll be right back next week, same time, same station here, y'all. What's next week? The 26th. We might, uh, we might, we might be out a little early next week. We'll keep you posted. We might be out a little early because we, Turn it over to our new format, October 1st, October uh, 1st, 2nd, see the 1st, 2nd, 3rd will be our new format. So next week we might come out, we might be out here at, uh, I'm thinking we're going to come to you around 3 o'clock from 3 to 5 next uh, next Saturday, but we'll, you'll, we'll post you up. Until then, y'all. Y'all be good. Uh, We'll see you next week. Ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.